0: This is the Living Numbers Podcast. Welcome back. Episode 2. So grateful for you all. Wherever you may be listening. Thank you. And that's my cue. So our first number today. It's 4.30 a.m. That's the wake-up time. At least that's what I shoot for. And obviously, waking up that early can be a bit of a chore sometimes. Sometimes you wake up, alarm goes off. You might even get up before your alarm. Don't you hate when that happens? You're like, man, I could have used that extra three minutes. No, you couldn't have. But I shoot for 4.30 because I'm trying to be productive with my day and the best way to do that is to wake up earlier because I know when I get off work I'm not going to want to do anything and that's just the truth of the matter maybe that's getting old maybe that's just having a, a job that requires a lot of mental and sometimes a lot of physical energy as well being a high school teacher So, I figure if there's anything that I actually want to do myself, for me, like my personal well-being, I got to do it early. So, I wake up at 4.30 and I do that because I got to get a couple of things out the way. Of course, I got to make my lunch for school, trying to be healthy, trying to be around for a while. I got to work out. I don't want to be small. I don't want to feel weak or look weak. Look like you could try me. I'm like, no, no, we we can't do that. And so, four thirty is the is the time. And then there's one more thing I gotta do. And that's play my guitar. Because I know that because playing guitar takes a lot of a mental energy. There's a lot of messing up. A lot of restarting. And so it's something that you you don't want to do when you don't have any more mental energy left to give. So that's something I do really, really early. First thing I do is go upstairs and play my guitar. And I practice for about 30, 45 minutes, depending on how good it's going, depending on what time I got to be to work. And it's always something that I have wanted to do was to learn how to play guitar. And I just found that I will put it off and I will put it off. And then COVID happened, which gave me a lot more time at home. So I said, okay, this is it. I got a guitar for my birthday, nice electric guitar. And I just started to practice every day since the workload was was really different since I was teaching from home. So I would practice my guitar and I would practice for hours. And with school being such that I have to go in now, which I'm so thankful for. I am not a huge fan from teaching from home. For some people, that's cool. But for others, like myself, I need the interaction. I want to be face-to-face and be able to see people's facial expressions. Cause you know the kids not turning their cameras on. So back to playing my guitar, right? And, and so because the schedule has changed, now I have to find the time for it. It's not as easy as before. So I figure, okay, if I wake up thirty minutes or earlier, that's that's not gonna hurt too much, right? I was waking up at five before to work out and make my lunch and get my get my get my mind right so what's the extra 30 minutes no big deal nothing to it to do it y'all know so i started setting the alarm 4 30 430, 4 35 you know you got to have two alarms you can't just have the one unreliable alarm because there are gonna be days where you turn over and you turn that alarm off and you didn't even know that you turned over and turn that alarm off so I got two alarms, I got them set, and they get me up early to do the the personal things that I want to do that don't necessarily involve making money or work, but just something personal that I want to achieve, which is being able to play guitar, at least relatively well. I don't think I'm going to be maybe special at it, but it's something I want to do. So 4.30 a.m., that's the wake-up time. Go, you know, you hit the restroom first. I head upstairs. I play my guitar, 45 minutes or so, and then I get back downstairs, and I make my lunch first. You know, as long as you got the spinach and all the vegetables, you can throw any kind of meat in there most of the time. So after I make my my salad, I get my other things. I get my my Cheerios together. I get. My peanut butter crackers, whole wheat peanut butter crackers. And I get my my Nutrigrain bars. And so now I, I got my lunch together. I've got my 70-milliliter water bottle. Sometimes I got the coffee going. Sometimes I, I, I just need it. Mondays, Wednesdays, you know, you got that beginning of the week coffee. And then you got that middle of the week coffee to get you over the hump. Yeah, I need that. And so, once I get done making sure my food is right, because if you're going to be healthy, guess what you got to do? You got to make sure you prepare for a whole day worth of food. Because if you don't, you're going to end up at Whataburger, Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, Chipotle. My dad loves Five Guys. He's always, you guys going to Five Guys? You guys should get some Five Guys. And we're like, nah, I'm good. But you don't want to end up at those places, at least not on the regular. Maybe have your cheat day once a week, maybe on the weekend, whenever you have it. It's important to have that cheat day. And so I get my lunch together. I get all my snacks together, my apples, my bananas. And now it's time to work out. Right. So I got super simple workout, really simple. Uh, I stretch first. Then I got a, a back workout. Because as you get older, your back, it doesn't get better. It only gets worse. Shout out to Tiger Woods. Hope he gets better. And so I got my stretches. I got my little back workout. Then I do like some side planks. Then I got my push-ups and my squats. Along with some calf raises. And then I got my, my rolls. I got one dumbbell. I've had this one dumbbell for years. And it wasn't even mine. It was my dad's. And once he moved, I guess I just inherited the dumbbell at some point. But I got this one dumbbell that I use for my rows. And shoot, that's it. That's my whole workout. It takes about 20 minutes or so. And sometimes I'll get a good stretch afterwards. I got to loosen up those hamstrings. So once I, I finish getting my workout in, that's when, you know, it's almost mm, 6.30-ish. So now it's like, all right, I got 10 minutes. That's me snapping. Because sometimes, you know, you got that that, that recognition with a sound. And when somebody starts snapping, that means it's time to hurry up. So on my mind, I'm snapping at 6.30. Like, come on, come on, come on, come on. You don't want to be late. But the whole reason why this is important is because we got to have a morning routine to get us ready for our day, right? So if you just wake up late and you're running late and maybe you don't get to eat or have your coffee or do the normal things that you need to do, you're just a little off sometimes. Some people can fight through it. Easy money, no big deal. But most of us, if we don't have that morning routine, then we're not the best that we can be. So I would just encourage everybody, get a morning routine. Get a workout in, something small. Get your body going. Get your heart rate up just a little bit. You don't have to sweat too much. Get a good stretch in and try to get something to eat. Because some days are going to be really long and you don't want to start them off on the wrong foot. And speaking of long days, that's going to push us into our next number. And that number is three hours and 45 minutes. So the school day ends at 2.45. And that's that's when the bell rings. But any teacher out there will tell you, just because the bell rang, that doesn't mean my day is over. And there are other jobs out there where you got to kind of punch the clock around the clock where it's kind of like there's always something else to do. And so a couple days ago, I had to work a track meet, right? High school sports, it's all part of the deal. And I'm a coach myself, girls basketball, a lot of fun. And so part of working out of school is being a team player. They say, hey, Coach Franklin, we need you to work the track meet. You work the track meet. And so I get to the track meet, they feed us, shout out to to the coaches out there, taking care of your other coaches. And they got Chick-fil-A. I'm like, ooh, yeah, that's a bet. Gotta get there for the food. And so as the track meet gets closer to starting, and mind you, I never I ran track for for one practice in the eighth grade. And we spent the first hour just warming up and stretching. And I said, I'm done. I'm good. I'm good. You know what? Y'all can have track. i just play football. And that's it. I just want to be like Barry Sanders. I don't know if he ran track or not. He probably did. But I know I wasn't running track. So I never even tried to run track after that. So I'm at this track meet. And... You know when you volunteer to do something or you're down to be a team player and help out, right? You still want to be put in a position where you can be best utilized. right? So I, I, I got my spot and like, oh Franklin, you're the start clerk. Now, I don't know what that means. I can use my context clues. I can go well, maybe I'm somewhere where people are starting. Uh, maybe I got a stopwatch that's part of track maybe I'm one of the people that check everybody and make sure that they're ready to 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 run so I'm using my context clues I'm like all right you know I'm going to do you know whatever they need me to do no big deal I'll figure it out but I'm walking around with the coach that's running everything and we head up the bleachers and we go into the press box right where everything is announced He's like, you know what? Let's put those those communication skills into full effect here. I'm like, all right. He's like, I need you to to announce when things are happening. So that's whenever the 800 is happening, you know, or whenever the 4x4 four four is happening, I'm the person on the, in the announce booth saying, 4x4 relay, check in, check in, first check in. So I'm doing that thing. Well, that's what he's telling me I need to do. And I'm like, uh, all right, I've never done this before, but okay, let's see, right? What's the worst that could happen? I know this, this coach have my back if I start messing it up, right? So he'll come up there and correct me, but I feel like he was putting me in the best position to where I'm able to utilize my skills, right? And so because I was put in that position, I felt like I had a better time than I expected because anybody out there who's been to a track meet, you know, the track meets can be, you know, hours long. There's all these different events going. There's stuff happening over here and over there. There's the pole vault. There's the high jump. There's a triple jump. You got some events that are much longer. Like you got the 3,200. You got the (laughs) 1,600. And all these different events, I mean, I have a pretty decent understanding of what track is. But you know, sometimes these things can last a while. Some events last much longer than others. But I used the opportunity to utilize the skills that I have. And I think I did a pretty good job. And I had a pretty good time doing it. Because I was being challenged in an area where I felt like I would, I would succeed. So whenever we're volunteering, whether it's, I don't know, at church or if it's at a a shelter or uh, what's that, a soup kitchen or whatever you're doing, wherever you're going, try to get yourself in the best position where you can utilize your skills. Because I feel like if you're doing that, if you're doing what you're naturally good at, then you're going to have a much better time. You're going to have a much better experience with what's going on, especially if it's something that you've never done before. And so that was really good for that coach to do. And when you're around uh, other people that you work with, right, a really, really easy thing to do is complain. Right, We've all been there. We all have things about our job that we would like to change. And there are things that you're going to have to do that you don't want to do. But if all you do is complain when you get together with other people who do the same thing, that's going to get pretty old. So I decided to do something else. Many other coaches, we were rating around before the track meet started. And we did. Of course, we started off a little bit of complaining a man kids this a man grades that but i say you know i don't i don't want to be a complainer of course i said this in my head i didn't say it out loud and so i looked for an opportunity to change the subject into something good instead of complaining so a very easy way to do that is to kind of look at the physical objects that are around so does someone have on some shoes that you like or an article of clothing or if you know someone is married or they have kids or something that that's mutual that you feel like you can talk about? Then just change the subject. Just get away from the complaining. Right. And that has a, a double effect because now you're getting to know another coworker. worker Some people that try to be low key. Like, I don't need anybody to know me. Just let me do my job. Let me stay under the radar. And I go, well, how can you make much of a difference if you're under the radar all the time? I mean, that's just my thinking. And I'm an extrovert. You know, I don't mind talking to people. I like talking to people. I like talking. That's why I'm doing this, right? And so I was able to talk to this other teacher because he had this book. Laying on this, uh, on the, on the table where we're sitting. And so I just ask him about the book. Hey, well, you know, what's, what you're reading right there? And so he starts to talk about the book, and this is a whole series, in the universe, 30 something books that he's been just reading the entire time, and he cycles them in and out. And it's in the same genre of books that I like to read. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Maybe we might have something here. And so I'm like, yeah, so so you read a lot? He's like, man, I'm reading all the time. So I'm like, oh, here we go. So now we don't have to talk about kids. We don't have to talk about grades. We don't have to talk about lesson plans. We can really just talk about something that's 100% unrelated to teaching. And sometimes those are the, the conversations that you need to have And that you want to have because now from that other teacher's perspective, well, maybe he may be thinking, well, dang, like, dude is is pretty cool. You know, he's trying to get to know me and or wow, I didn't know I had something in common with this guy. Because sometimes we think one thing about people because we don't really know about people until you ask. And so once I just start to ask about the book. And so I just learned that the guy reads, and we like the same kind of books. And so I was able to tell him about books that I have been reading. And we were able to just exchange, like, different thoughts on, on what we were reading and why we like to read it. And so now me and that other teacher maybe just got a little bit closer. And it just came from me wanting to change the subject and not complain. Right. Take advantage of the opportunities you're given to make a connection with somebody because you just never know where those things can lead. I always tell my kids this. The people that you're sitting next to in this classroom, they might be your best friend for the next 50 years. But you will never know if you never say anything to them. Right. They're just people just like you. We get a lot. We get caught up in. And just thinking what what people would think about us and what do they think about what we'll say or what do they think about what I have on. But in reality, nobody really cares. Right. So what? Who cares? You know, if if they think I got on something, that's not cool. But what if that person got to know me? And they go, man, who cares about the, the hoodie? I mean, the hoodie is a staple of that person's personality now. Right. They're not even hating on your hoodie anymore. That's just an example, of course. But take the opportunity to get to know the people around you. It'll make a big difference. And now you'll find that y'all aren't even talking about the normal job stuff whenever y'all get together. Y'all are able to have real conversations about things that uh, interest both of you and things that have nothing to do with work. And that way you build a stronger connection. But speaking of being a teacher. It leads us to our next number. And this is two numbers. We got a double-double here. And that's negative 27% for men and negative 16% for women. Negative 27% and negative 16%. That's the wage gap as a teacher. For someone who has the same amount of education, In a different field. They make 27% more money than I do. I'm like. What? And of course it's different across. You know different states. Different states pay the teachers. Different money. But 27% is 27%. And that just brings me back to. Thinking about why I do it. And. The wages. Don't match. The level of expectation. And I was like, wow, when I heard that on this video, right? I was like, wow, I have to talk about that. Because as a teacher, you're asked to do so much, right? You're asked to do a lot of things, right? I got to take care of your kids when they're not at home. You send them to me. I'm the glorified babysitter. You want me to teach your kids about everything, about how to be good human beings. About how to uh, do taxes, how to do science, how to do math, how to learn about history, how to write, how to read. And sometimes I'm thinking, like, what y'all doing at home? (laughs) But it takes a village, right? Back to our numbers here. Salaries for teachers haven't risen with inflation since the 90s. And I started to think, like, that's low-hanging fruit. Like we all know, teachers should be paid more, but they never. They I don't think they really will be, right? There's a, a three and a half million teachers, I believe, and it's hard to up that scale for everyone, especially all at once, right? That problem is is it's above my pay grade, but I started to think like, who doesn't think they're underpaid? I've I've never heard anyone go. You know what? I don't need that raise. Like, this is just enough for me. Like one fifty, I'm good. That's a good enough living. Like everybody thinks they're underpaid. Underpaid. Like wanting to get more money is just a part of at least the American dream. I'm not a hundred percent sure about everybody else and every other country, but most people, they just want to get paid more, right? But the the great philosopher from Detroit, Michigan, Jalen Rose said this, you're only worth what you have the power to negotiate. And, I mean, that's how it plays out in the free world, in this economy that we live in. If you have no power to negotiate, if you have no leverage, guess what? You're getting paid the same thing everybody else is getting paid. And so that brings you back to, like, why do you do what you do? Because there's going to come a point where you just want to say, you know what? This sucks. I'm out of here. What did Carmen say on uh, South Park? He said, screw you guys. I'm going home. Right? Some people will get that. Some people want It's okay. But a lot of us want to quit, but we know we won't. We know we won't walk away from our jobs because we love what we do. I know as a teacher, I didn't get in it for the money. I mean, of course, we all want to make a little bit more. And I'll tell you, I've done a lot of other work and got paid a lot less. I remember working at this one place. Filling up trucks with boxes. You can use your context clues there. And I worked overnight. And when I tell you that was some back-breaking work. And I felt like this is not enough. Um, I'm good. I can't wait to get up out of here. Right? But being a teacher is a lot more maybe mental stress than that physical toll. But wanting to quit but knowing what that you won't just comes from knowing why you do it. Right, And knowing that you only are worth what you have the leverage to negotiate. And so you got to take the good with the bad and be intentional about where you work and why you work there. I know that's easier said than done, but you got to start early. You got to really find what it is that you like to do and why you like to do it. And then if you could just find a way to work in that field and kind of figure it out and wiggle your way through, then you got something. And sometimes you may stumble into something like this, like podcasting. I didn't know my voice would bring me here, but here I am and I'm having a lot of fun. Speaking of fun, there's a player out there, basketball player. And she, yes, you heard me correctly. She's having a lot of fun and torching a lot of defenses. And so her number is going to be 30 plus 3. I know it's a little weird, but that's that's what we're doing. 30 plus 3. And this player I've watched since 2018. She was the women's. National Gatorade Player of the Year from Minnesota. Played at John Hopkins. And her name is Paige Beckers. She plays for the UConn Husties under the great, legendary Hall of Fame coach, Gino Oriema. And the sign of a great coach is utilizing the strengths of of his best players. Or her best players. You know how we do. Shout out to past summit, the legend. And so, this guy really lets Paige cook. I mean, Paige Beckers can flat out ball. She is the next great, great basketball player in the women's game. I mean, she's amazing. She can shoot it. She could pass it, she can dribble, she could pull up off the dribble, she can catch and shoot, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. She's one of those people where you go, you know what, I'll take her on any court, anywhere, anytime, any day, any country, any planet, wherever. I'll take Paige Beckers on my team. I don't even care who I'm playing because this girl could flat out ball. And she made a name for herself obviously playing ball up in Minnesota, winning state titles. But she went to a Steph Curry camp, and she really impressed him. And it makes sense because if you watch her play, she plays just like Steph Curry. I mean, just like him. She has a great off-the-ball game where she runs around all these screens, and you would just hate to play against her because she never gets tired she's always running around and once she catches that ball i mean she could pull up or she could take you off the triple i mean her handle is is nice and she could pass the ball as good as anyone out there i mean she could dish the rock i mean the no looks the look aheads, the bounces i mean whatever you want to do she can do it on the court. So hopefully I'm not late on the page train. I hope to be somewhere in the front, you know, on the train where, where the engine is and you got the little pull down, you got the the toot toot. I want to be the person tooting the horn on the Paige Becker's train. If you never watch women's basketball, I mean, you got to check this woman out. She is amazing amazing so that's that's our our episode for for this week i want to thank you all for your support and get ready for the third because it's coming this train has taken off and it's liberating to get that that first episode out there and you go you know what I, i can do this i can do this so go follow me on instagram underscore tony rambles underscore and uh, let me know what y'all think. Please rate, review, subscribe, follow, like, share, download, all of that great stuff. And help your boy out. And I'll see y'all on the next one. This is Tony Rambles. And I'm out.